You're listening to App State Sports Weekly. Welcome to App State Sports Weekly. Alongside Pierre Banks, I'm Damian Banks. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, gather round. Because the mountain man and the jag man's in town. Yeah, Pierre, what's happening, bro? Everything is good, big bro. I'm truly blessed. Glad to be breathing. Glad to be here with you on this fine, blistering, cold Monday afternoon in Boone, North Carolina. And you know it's cold if I call it cold. <laughs> App State Nation, what's going on, man? I hope everybody is doing well today. Had a great Thanksgiving. Great Black Friday, getting some purchases done today on Cyber Monday. App State Nation, what's going on? Again, I'm Damian Banks. He's Pierre Banks. This is App State Sports Weekly. Another week behind us. Another week is in front of us. And I'm doing real well, man. Uh, Like Pierre said, Thanksgiving just passed. Fried turkey. I didn't get any of that this year. I had to work the day after Thanksgiving. I know that pretty much sucks, but um, I did have some of the best potato salad that I've ever had in my life, man. I'm post, you know, 1996-ish. Yeah, some of the best potato salad I ever had. Thanksgiving, time to be thankful. Moving on from Thanksgiving, getting ready for Christmas. And you know what's Christmas? When you start hearing Boys the Men, Let It Snow. (laughs) (laughs) And so I double as a DJ on a classic hit station up here in Boone. And yes, we've started playing the Christmas music already this year. Christmas is less than a month away. Make sure... You beat that holiday traffic, man, and get your your shopping done now. The wise always get it done early, Damien. Yes, sir. And speaking of Christmas, Pierre, I think that App State has a Christmas gift in mind for their fans this Saturday at The Rock, man. Great game this past Saturday between App and Troy in Boone, North Carolina. We're going to talk about that on this week's edition of App State Sports Weekly. Pierre, you called the game on ESPN3. Great job per use. Again, App State hosted Troy. Winner hosting the inaugural Sun Belt Championship. And this game was pretty much over after the first quarter. App State came away with a 21-10 victory. Again, Pierre, you called the game. You were in Boone. What did you see on the field for the Mountaineers on Saturday afternoon? It's a big-time performance in all three phases of the game. Offensively, they were able to do what they had to do in the first half. They took advantage of some short fields. They took advantage of some turnovers. They put the pressure on this Troy offense to make plays because they were scoring so many points. You know, they put up all 21 of their points in the first half. Zach Thomas looked great putting the ball in the air. He looked great pulling the ball down and running when he had to. This rushing attack looked good. You know, the offensive line did a heck of a job all night long. You could tell it was a noticeable difference when they lost their their leader at left tackle, though. Vic Johnson, who who came out partway through the game, didn't look the same from there, but they did what they had to do in the first half. Special teams really lit it up, man. Winning the special teams game, the field position battle, they got a turnover on special teams. Weren't able to convert a, a fake punt on fourth down, but again, you love to see that aggressiveness from both coaches. Both coaches tried a fake punt that was unsuccessful on Saturday. They didn't come to to not lose. You know, they came to win. It was a Sun Belt East crown on the line, and they went for it. But special teams really showed up 
for the Mountaineers. And then defensively, what can you say about Brian Brown's bunch? 10 points given up, did a tremendous job against this this Troy team, a very high-powered offense that they just basically shut down for four quarters and, and allowed them to get that Eastern Conference crown and host the inaugural Sunbelt Championship game. I was thoroughly impressed with the defensive effort from Appalachian State, but I wasn't surprised being that the Mountaineers are playing at home and they played lights out defensively all season. What really surprised me is that Troy couldn't really get anything going, man. Like, the only thing that they really had going for them is that Appalachian State didn't blow them out because it could have been so. Appalachian State jumped out to a 21-0 first quarter lead, and the game was pretty much over from then. I think that, you know, Coach Satterfield and the rest of the coaching staff put it in cruise control after the first quarter, after taking that 21-0 lead. Troy got the ball to start the game. Three and out by Appalachian State. And after that, it was pretty much App State for the rest of that first quarter. And it was 21-0 after that. The only Troy touchdown came on a bobbled catch that Clifton Duck pretty much batted down. It was a great catch by the wide receiver at Troy. But, um, you know, defensively, again, App State lights out. Akeem Davis-Gaither, Sunbelt Defensive Player of the Week, multiple tackles, multiple tackles for loss. He had a great game. Defensively, Appalachian State shut down anything Troy was trying to do. And again, 21-0, the game was pretty much over. Final score, 21-10. Your Mountaineers will be hosting the inaugural Sun Belt Championship in the high country this Saturday. The reason I say it was a great all-around effort is because you knew the Mountaineers had to win the battle up front. First of all, total yards. Mountaineers had 314, and the Trojans only had 232. And the battle of the trenches was all Mountaineers. They had 201 yards on the ground. Trojans just 62. It's a phenomenal effort by Brian Brown and his bunch, knowing they had such a high-power offense, so good on the ground, and they knew that if they could just make them one-dimensional, make this young quarterback beat them through the air, then they would be good. They were aided by a ton of injuries on that Troy side. They had a lot of injuries at, at the wide receiver core, which really limited them. You hate to see that happen in a game of that magnitude, but it's a part of the game, and, and it worked out in the favor of the Mountaineers, and they did a tremendous job defensively, offensively, special teams. It was just a, a good all-around win, and when you play great teams like they did on Saturday with Troy, you're going to have to have games like that where you grind it out and it's just a, a war of attrition for who will win that ball game. But coming up, Damien, it's going to be a return bout, as good old JR would say. The Louisiana Raging Cages making the trip back up the mountain to take on the Mountaineers in the Sun Belt Championship game. Yeah, Pierre, this victory over Troy for the Mountaineers earned them a spot in the Sunbelt Championship game, not just a spot, a primo spot. It's like when you go to Walmart and it's like, you know, you holiday shopping and you're like, man, I can't find a parking spot. And then just by the grace of God, <laughs> there's a parking spot directly in front of the building. It's a primo parking spot. And that's what Appalachian State has this Saturday as they host the inaugural Sunbelt Championship. They, again, welcoming the raging Cajuns of Louisiana to the high country. Um, Pierre, you have to be a little bit diplomatic. I don't. I'm not concerned at all. 
this game is in Boone. We have, you know, the home field advantage. We have the best defense in the conference. We have one of the top offenses in the conference. Um, the best coaching staff in the conference. I'm not concerned at all. Um, you know, I'm sizing my ring up right now. Uh, I don't want to get a bit ahead of myself, but I see a Sun Belt championship in the near future for the Mountaineers and their fan base. I mean, you can call it diplomatic if you want to, but this is a pretty doggone good Louisiana team that's coming back up to Boone, who's really been playing their best football since they came to Boone back in October. But since then, they're averaging over 35 points a game, over 226 yards on the ground. They forced five interceptions, six fumble recoveries they have for their defense. So, I mean, it's a good Louisiana team. The record right now, just 75. But again, Billy Napier in his first year took a little time to shape this team, took a little time to mold the culture. But he's got enough talent. He's got enough coaching acumen to where he's got them in the inaugural Sunbelt Championship game that Sunbelt West, they really cannibalized each other this year. So, you know, they had... Three losses in the conference this year. Mountaineers just won, but it's going to be a good, good game. And again, Billy Napier, pretty familiar with Scott Satterfield, has played against Scott Satterfield as a player when Cosat was a an assistant under Jerry Moore. They played against each other earlier this year. Napier has those memories from way back when when he was on the wrong end of the miracle on the mountain. So you know he's going to be anxious to get that win up here in Boone. It is going to be a good one on Saturday. Yeah, I do think it's going to be a good game, Pierre. I don't think it's going to be 100-0, to zero, but all the conditions are ripe for Appalachian State to win this game. Again, Appalachian State lost on the road at Georgia Southern earlier in the season in Sunbelt Conference, and I remember you and I having a conversation like, hey, man, it's a lot of season left to be played, and we even said it on a previous podcast. All the Mountaineers have to do is win their games, the rest of their games, and let the chips fall where they may. Well, the chips fail on on the proverbial plate of the Mountaineers and, and it's time for the Mountaineers to eat. You can't, you know, you, you have to take advantage of this situation. The situation is the game is in the high country. The game is in Boone. It's November. It's going to be frigid. The The students are back from Thanksgiving break. It's it's this perfect setup, man. Let's go get this ring, baby. It's ring chasing season, Mountaineers. You're right about that. There is a decided advantage with playing at Kid Brewer Stadium. Not a lot of games lost by this program over the last 15 to 20 years in this stadium. The elements will play a factor. You know, those those guys from Lafayette, Louisiana, not used to this type of cold, the elevation will play a factor. It's already going to be cold, hard to breathe there, but that the elevation will make it that much harder. And then again, the Mountaineers with that home crowd will be looking to take advantage of that. But it's hard to beat a good team twice. And the head Mountaineer in charge, Scott Satterfield, he understands that, and, and he'll get his bunch ready to play. Got full confidence in that. Yeah, Pia, just want to reiterate, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I have full confidence in Appalachian State's offense, led by Zach Thomas. Their defense has been playing lights out all season. You've been witness to that. Special teams is Chandler State and his reliable kicker. And, and you know, special teams, I don't have a problem with special teams. I just don't see what phase of the game Louisiana 
Louisiana can can be better than Appalachian State in. And if Appalachian State turns the ball over, makes a game of it, that's one thing. But I don't anticipate them making that many mistakes. They're at home. All the advantages are pointing towards the Mountaineers. It's pointing towards an historic season in Boone. Winning 10 games, winning the Sunbelt Championship, going to another bowl game. Man, this program, what can you what more can you say about the the school in the high country, man? This program wins year in, year out. Don't see it changing on Saturday. 12 p.m., Boone, North Carolina, Kid Brewer Stadium, Sunbelt Championship, the Mountaineers versus the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana. Hey man, I hope the hope it's a good game, but again, I'm a little bit biased and and like I don't have to be diplomatic, Pierre. I'm gonna say it. Appalachian State 43. Louisiana, 17. Going to be a good one at The Rock on Saturday. We got to take a quick break, but when we get back, take a look at the Mountaineer scoreboard for the week, and Damian will do us the pleasure of taking us around the state. A lot of basketball going on in the state of North Carolina. Hoop season kicking up. Got all that and more when we come back on the official podcast of Appalachian State Athletics, App State Sports Weekly. Mountaineer Talk, your chance to hear from App State head coach Scott Satterfield. All right, let's get into our Twitter questions with the hashtag Mountaineer Talk. You've seen firsthand the strength top to bottom of this league. There are no gimmies in this conference. Anybody can beat anybody in this league, and you have to show up. And if you don't show up and play, then you will get beat. Tune in to Mountaineer Talk, Tuesday nights at 7 on your home for Mountaineer football. The Appalachian IMG Sports Network. What's up, App Nation? Braxton Critcher here, host of the warm-up on WATA. That's AM 1450 and 96.5 on the FM. And my co-host is Pierre Banks. Each week, we dive into the hot topics of Mountaineer sports, welcoming the biggest names and players. And unlike this podcast, we expose some of Pierre's weaknesses. It's each Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on WATA 96.5 FM. And you can also check out the podcast. Share it to our Twitter. Each week, it's at WATA warm-up. And we are back on App State Sports Weekly alongside Pierre Banks and Damian Banks. Do us a favor. Follow us on social media, man, Instagram and Twitter. Mine is at Sports by Damian. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-B-Y-D-A-I-M-E-O-N. And I'm at Pierre M. Banks. Now it's time to get into the Mountaineer scoreboard for the week. Just two teams in action aside from the Mountaineers on the gridiron this week. First off, the wrestling program, John Mark Bentley and company, welcomed the 15th ranked North Carolina Tar Heels to Varsity Gym on Sunday, the second time this year. The Mountaineers have faced a top 15 team. They fell in that one. 28 to 7. Angel Elderkin and the women's basketball program had a phenomenal week, though. They are on a four, count them four, game winning streak, which is higher than any winning streak total from a season ago. I'm telling you, man, just from courtside, I'm blessed enough to do color commentary for the ESPN Plus broadcast for the Mountaineers, and they just look like a completely different ball club, man. They, they're they getting contributions from all different areas. The bench is so deep. Angel Elderkin has them playing with such a fire. Ashley Polachek is a difference maker. Tierra Wilson coming off the bench doing her ting-ting pre-Stanley. 
She's the best defender slash offensive player on the team. I just don't see a lot of weaknesses in this ball club. They took on Elon Tuesday at the Holmes Convocation Center, took a three-point decision in that one, led by senior Maddie Story, who went for 17-5 and in that one. And then on Sunday, they took on the thundering herd of Marshall, beating them by the tune of 74 to 52. Bailey Plummer in that one. Tim Duncan like numbers. 16 points, 21 rebounds. Unbelievable game for Bailey Plummer. Unbelievable week and start of the season for the Mountaineers women's basketball program. Shout out to head coach Angel Elderkin. Has her team rolling right now. And that's going to do it this week for the Mountaineer scoreboard. And now, Damien, if you would do us the pleasures, please, sir, and take us around the state. Yes, sir. Before I get into the football action, three teams in the state of North Carolina that are huge basketball schools, NC State, UNC, and Duke. Only one of those three schools are still undefeated is the NC State Wolfpack. Duke and UNC have lost. Gonzaga knocked off the Blue Devils, and the Texas Longhorns knocked off UNC. NC State is still undefeated. We'll talk more about those teams later on on the App State Sports Weekly Podcast, but right now it's still football season, so let me give you the scores from around the state. Let's start in Durham as the Wake Forest Demon Deacons made the trip down 40 to Durham, North Carolina to take on the Duke Blue Devils. Wake Forest came into the game needing to win to become bowl eligible. Duke was trying to win their senior day. The outcome was not good if you're a Blue Devil fan. Wake Forest got 223 yards rushing and two touchdowns, a career high from running back Kate Carney and route to a 59-7 win. Both teams are now bowl eligible. Wake Forest is 6-6 on the season. Duke is 7-5. These two teams will await their bowl games. We'll talk more about that in a future episode of App State Sports Weekly. Next up, it was rivalry weekend in Chapel Hill as the UNC Tar Heels played host to the NC State Wolfpack. Running back for the Wolfpack, Reggie Gillespie, had himself a day, a career-high 129 yards rushing, also had five touchdowns, including the game winner in overtime. As the Wolfpack held off UNC by the 34-28 score, NC State improves to 8-3 on the season. UNC ends their season at 2-9 and have a Officially parted ways with head coach Larry Fedora, head coach of the Tar Heels, has been dismissed by athletic director Bubba Cunningham, and we wish head coach Fedora all the best of luck in his future endeavors. Next up for the NC State Wolfpack is a home game versus East Carolina this Saturday. It's a makeup game for a game that was canceled earlier in the season due to inclement weather. NC State was supposed to play West Virginia early in the season. That game got canceled, wasn't rescheduled, so East Carolina steps in. NC State will be taking on the Pirates at Carter-Finley Stadium this Saturday. Speaking of East Carolina, they were on the road and got mollywhopped by Cincinnati by the 56-6 score. East Carolina falls to 3-8 on the season. Again, they will be at NC State this Saturday. One more score from the State Division II, Lenore Ryan, winning their second round playoff game versus Wingate 21-17. Next up for Lenore Ryan is a date with number one seeded Valdosta State in Valdosta, Georgia this Saturday. A lot of good things going on in the state of North Carolina. Not if you're a Tar Heel fan. Miserable season for UNC. Fire the head coach Larry Fedora. NC State, they improved to 8-3. They're going to play East Carolina next week with a chance on Saturday, actually, with a chance to win nine games going into their bowl game. Wake Forest, Duke bowl eligible. Good seasons for Duke and Wake Forest. Well, Wake Forest came on strong as of late to become bowl eligible. A lot of good things going on in the state of North Carolina on the football side of things, but per usual, Appalachian State is the king of Carolina. And that 
was our whip around the state. Primo job as usual, big bro. We appreciate you. App State Nation, we appreciate you as well. We hope to see each and every last one of you out in Kid Brewer Stadium. Kickoff is at noon, right after game day. Don't miss the pregame show on Duck Pond Field starting at 10 a.m. Yes, sir. I really do believe it's going to be a good one. A good one if you're a Mountaineer fan. Ring chasing, baby. 43-17 Mountaineers. You heard it here first. And hopefully next week we'll be celebrating a Sun Belt title third in a row. It would be for head coach Scott Satterfield and his bunch. But until then, App State Nation, for my big bro Damien, I'm Pierre. Y'all be blessed. We'll holler at you. We go. We go.